our students to get off to a good start. And what things do they come? What do you? What do they need to come to your classroom with that they don't always do because they're new and excited but don't know what they need to have? What What would you suggest they need to bring to class? One of the one of the things that I see some mistake freshmen or, or young students make is coming to class really with nothing. Um, perhaps they've gotten used to taking um, just having their phone with them, for example. And in, in so many college classrooms, we really st still expect you to bring something to write on and something to write with. Uh, and so even if perhaps you're used to having a tablet where um, a, a student will take a lot of notes on a tablet, for example, there might be a, a worksheet that a teacher passes out and expects you to write on. And so if you didn't even bring a pen with you, um, you know, you're going to be in a disadvantage as a student. So what I would say is um, just making sure that you bring stuff. You have to, you know, still participate in that way. The other thing, and this is a big one, I'm really strict about being on time for class. I want you there on time because it can be really disruptive if someone comes in a few minutes late and, and we've gotten started with things and someone's trying to kind of slide into a seat in a row or something. And um, so we take points off for tardiness and students are like, but hey, I'm here. And we try to explain, well, yeah, but at, in, in your workplace someday when you're in a real job, you, you have to be on time and getting there a few minutes late can really disrupt things. So. Um, when, when those kinds of things happen, sometimes students are really quick to blame other things. You know, my alarm didn't go off, it's not my fault. Um, my roommate cut me up really late the night before, it's not my fault. Um, it's snowing outside, it's not my fault. And we, we, I, I try really hard to work with them to explain um, that sometimes, yes, life trips all of us up. Certainly I'm late sometimes when I don't expect to be. But sometimes you can uh, plan ahead. And gosh, it's supposed to snow tomorrow. I'm going to leave a few minutes early. Or um, gosh, I didn't get my assignment turned in on time. That's on me. That's not on my teacher for having a deadline. Um, and so, so getting them to understand that both the good choices and the bad choices they make are there. Uh, there, it's on them. They have to be accountable for that. Interestingly, I do teach an honor section sometimes of the same course, and I found so often, and I tell students this flat out. With my honor students, it's not necessarily that they're just so much more brilliant than quote unquote the regular sections, but they seem to have, they, they seem to come prepared. They seem to um, have be have a little bit of a higher level of organization, I would say. So for example, the, the honor students are often just a little more prepared and perhaps a little more organized. And I would say that's, that's a, a really important point in college is to stay organized. Um, staying organized is really, really, is really key. Um, I think it's really um, like your point that you see is the difference regular students is that they're organized and prepared. And I think that's what our kids need to understand. Like, you don't have to go and be the smartest student to succeed in college. If you, you have to go and be, if you're the most organized, you're going to have greater success. It sounds as like what you yeah, too. Um, I think that sometimes the successful student, whether it's an honor student or just a regular student, they really pay attention to and and adhere to deadlines, due dates for assignments and deadlines for other kinds of things. For in my class, a deadline is a deadline. And if you if you like assuming there's no medical excuse or something, if you turn something in late, uh, well, frankly, I won't accept it. You'll just get a zero, whether it's a little assignment or a big assignment. And of course, that takes the breath away of some students who have never had that happen to them before. And now, um, with students that come in and they're fairly successful, what do they do right off the bat that other kids might struggle a little? I think um, successful students jump in right off the bat. So, for example, if 
if there's, well, in my class, for example, we have a very early speech um, that usually is due the second week of class, which again, students sometimes think they can come in and just sort of coast for a couple of weeks. Well, not really. We only have 15 weeks of school. So um, students, often, the successful students will often jump in. They'll maybe start thinking about an assignment. Maybe they'll come up and ask some questions about an assignment within the first day or two or three of class. And so we really try to preach that the earlier you get started on something, really just like anything in life, then the more confident you'll feel about it, you'll probably be at least a little less anxious about it too. So definitely jumping in right away, asking questions if necessary. Sometimes students have, um, oh, just obviously personal things going on in their own life, whether it's um, something happy like, gosh, in November, my sister's getting married. I already know I need to miss this class. Or um, sometimes it's other kinds of um, struggles or challenges they're faced with. Letting teachers know that ahead of time and just talking with them about, um, you know, I, I am a kind of a poor test taker, for example. Can you give me some suggestions even before we get to our first test of how I can really work to study, kind of optimize my study skills and try to do the best I can? Those kinds of things. We teachers love to know that, that students are already being really proactive about their education and proactive about their assignments and eager to find out what they can do to, to really succeed. We want them to be successful. Um, at the same time, I want to hold them accountable. If they haven't been coming to class, they're going to get some points off for that. And, um, you know, it's, it's a little bit of growing up sometimes that way. like it when students come and talk to you, don't you? As opposed to just... Love it. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. And I understand students are shy. And thanks to things like email, a lot of students would rather email a question or email a concern instead of stopping in. And, and I, I fully understand it. Sometimes it's just more convenient. Um, but boy, it's, it's really nice um, to get to, for, for us to get to know students a little personally, know what's going on. But frankly, for students to get to know us as well, because you just never know. Again, I teach most of my classes are, are sort of freshman and sophomore level classes. You never know when you get to be a junior or a senior and you need a reference for something. And if you have made a little bit of a personal relationship with a professor, even if it's someone that isn't in your major, you can go to that person and, hey, say, you know, I haven't seen you for a little while, but uh, remember me from this class. And if, if you've stopped up a couple times and we've had some conversations, then it's a lot easier to write a great, really thorough letter where you're going to get what you put in, however much or however little you put in. And so whether in your classes, as we said, talk to your professors, jump into the assignments quickly. Um, it doesn't mean you're a goody two-shoes if you actually read a book and read, read a chapter that you're supposed to read. Guess what? It, it starts to teach you some of these skills we just talked about, like talking to others face-to-face -face and, and meeting people that you might not otherwise interact with. And you never know where it's going to lead. So I think being involved, doing a few extra things, so much of colleges is stretching you and pushing you and sometimes pushing you in uncomfortable ways. But all of these kinds of experiences, you know, in, in four, four and a half, five short years really, really help us to develop to be that much more employable. And ultimately, that's what we're going for is, is we want to be someone that uh, some, some employer is going to say, yeah, I want that person right there.